Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and trust, so you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. Bruce Vane with the bangers. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Well, what's up, bitches? What's up, fuckers? We uh, we're on a week hiatus, but we're back. Mikey's feeling better. We Much were better. on a week hiatus. Much we uh, my niece is now safe, and uh, Eric's beautiful as ever. So we're back. She hey, was technically in danger before, just to be well. Clear. If she was by herself, she would have been in danger. That's true. So there you go. No longer in danger. So, anyways, guys, welcome back. Uh, we missed you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's parched. So she parched. needs to wet her whistle. You want to make sure to let the people know that they have to listen through their headphones? Allie? <laughs> so anyways, welcome back, guys. We missed you. Let's crack. Who's crack? It's not my fault you're an idiot. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, okay, this guys. smells delicious. Oh, my God. Oh, mine like doesn't yet. smell that sweet. Brought to you by Dua Lipa Trulies. Oh, my God. I just came. <laughs> this is fucking... How chill is the name of mine? Alaire. Taste this. Mine's gross. <laughs> <laughs> you need to try Do that. Do you want to trade for, for one? Oh, Eric. Ooh. Do not come. Do not come. <laughs> I'm going to come. That is good. You want to trade? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That do you want to trade? Good. I don't. Uh, I yeah, I do. Earlier. I do want to trade. Okay. Damn. Do you want to uh, try this first? To no. See if you like Are you it? kidding me? Michael's like your best friend when it comes to that. He'll drink any alcohol. Thank you. <clears throat> it's a nice tank top you got. Oh, Look, guys. Where'd you get that, Allie? I got it at... Um, TJ Mike's. T- oh, <laughs> good. Hashtag <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was really <sighs> fucking good. 
I hope that came through in the... the Yeah, (laughs) it did. So we're back, guys. Same bullshit as ever. We will probably talk about... I'm talking. (laughs) Oh, my God. And, And, bitch. The next time he interrupts you, you need to to say that. I'm talking. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to (laughs) cop. Do not cop. So... We're back. We're going to talk about the auto industry for probably 40 per- people. I'm talking. I've never seen that, heard that before. They don't know what that means. What? Do not come. And I'm going to come. No, I, I no. think everybody Does everyone, heard there's those kind of, sound bites. There might be new people here. Welcome. Well, those are sound bites that were on the internet already previous to this. Oh. Well, fuck me, anyways. You guys just want to start. <laughs> you know what? You I'm sorry. I was talking. I deserve that. You're a beautiful person, because and I want to hear you what did. you have to say. Thank Give you. your balls a tug, tit fucker. Oh, Very nice. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Wow. Hashtag sell the bell. Hashtag sell the bell. Hashtag thank you. You Jesus. can box jump a bungalow, Marianne. i tell anybody who will listen. <laughs> so um, we'll start speaking of strangling people. Shut up, Allie. We'll uh, start with that. Sorry. Yes. Are we, are we doing introductions or not? We're just oh, yeah. Through. Introductions. Well, you guys kind of already know who we are, but for the new listeners. Make it short. I'm Jake. Hi, Samantha. Three years of service advisor. To my left is Mike. Hi, I am Mike. I am a uh, technician. <laughs> I am not being forced to do this right Here, now. <laughs> here's, here's Eric. Eric, hi. Hi, hi. I'm Eric. I'm also a technician. To my left. I'm Allie. Allie Paul. Hi. What's up? <laughs> She's the only one with a last name, apparently. What do you do? And with a... Vi- what? what? With a vagina. Vagina. Yeah, that's vagina. what I do. I'm a warranty administrator, and I also have a vagina. Something <laughs> <laughs> like a five-year-old. I have a vagina. I'm going to no, come. I was going for the Trump when he says China. It sounds like China. China. It comes from China. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I know. So, strangling. Speaking, speaking of people that I want to what, strangle. I was going to say. <laughs> people with vaginas. Strangling, you can do it for fun. Sometimes you're in trouble. It can be in the bedroom, at work. It happens everywhere. No, Indeed. Th- uh, this was most definitely uh, one of those times when uh, I, uh, I was going to be in trouble if I performed this act. So, um, I went on a masturbating in public. So we replaced a water pump in a um, in an older edge, and the customer says, "Ever since ya, now when I'm going up the grade, the vehicle shakes and the check engine light flashes." Well, we all know that replacing the water pump can cause that. Well, if you didn't torque down the phaser bolts, it can. Oh, did you change the wiper blades? Because sometimes the wiper blades can cause that. <laughs> Indeed, indubitably. So, um, I. We, we give it back to the technician that worked on it, and he says he can't even duplicate, uh, duplicate the concerns. No codes on the computer, you know, road tested the same route that the customers explained, and the way that the customer explained can't duplicate the concern. So the customer wants to come down and road test with, you know, a technician. <clears throat> I, I, I guess I was automatically volunteered for that. So um, I come back from lunch early to meet this customer. Who and are you kidding? You volunteered yourself. I did not volunteer <laughs> myself. Here's tribute. I did not. How was your turkey sandwich? Uh, Delicious as always. (laughs) Shout out to my favorite sandwich place. When are you ever going to get me a turkey sandwich and just come visit me? Tomorrow. We could arrange that. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Um, So go out on on the road test with this customer, right? And um, as we're driving down the, the grade, I'm talking with this guy. 
and he's asking me all these questions and God bless his heart. Or what, what, what is that? We love Ble- that for yeah, him. Uh, yeah, bless your heart, child. I love that for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, I love that for he's you. either not all there or he... <clears throat> it, um, well, he, he looks like a Bob Marley fan. There wasn't a oh. thought behind those eyes. You mean he likes to smoke the reefer? And side. so I think he wasn't Devil's all lettuce. quite there when we were having our conversations about the important things that he was worried about about his vehicle. And I tried to explain to him that during this water pump job, there is nothing that is going to cause, because his complaint is that the check engine light flashes when you're going up the grade. I said, there's nothing going on with the water pump job that's going to cause that concern Normally, I mean, you, you know, you can't say never or, you mm-hmm, know, always yeah. or whatever, but, you know, in my experience, there's nothing like that. And I also look at the odometer and it's got a hundred or 128,000 miles on it, almost 129,000 miles. So as we're driving along, we're talking and, you know, he's asking me about how long I've been at the dealership and like what I did before that. So, you know, I give him the brief, the briefest of rundowns of my extensive <laughs> involvement with cars and stuff. And, you know, uh, I talked to him about the drift racing stuff that I did. And so we're getting to, you know, the top of the grade to, to go down to come back the impressive side of the grade to duplicate the concern. Okay. And so he's asking me again. He's like, so, you know, I didn't realize that all the race cars were Fords. Like, I'm like, what? What? What, what are you? He's like, yeah, you know, you told okay. me that you were working with the race cars and you were like changing the tires and stuff. And like all the cars were Fords. I didn't realize all the race cars were Fords. Like, yep. That's right. Every single race car ever is a Ford. First of all, I haven't said the word tire at all in like any point during this conversation. <laughs> Second of all, That's I was just the voices talking. Yeah. To me. I, we, we, I was talking about drift racing. Like what, like what motorsport of racing bam, are you talking bam, about? He's bam, like, well, that's like bam, racing bam, in general. Bam. I'm like. No, like there's like many different, you know, levels of racing in like, you know, areas of racing and every manufacturer has a race car. And then there's even like uh, people that build race cars that don't build street cars. So like there's many different manufacturers. Like, oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> like, what are you what are you talking about? So uh, I'm trying to explain to him as we're going up the grade that what and, you know, we're going back up the grade and what I'm experiencing is a misfire. And that this is indicative of, you know, only if really a few things and having nothing to do with replacement of the water pump. And so as I'm trying to explain this to him and I said, you know, you probably need a tune up. I realize this vehicle's got 128,000 miles when the last time the spark plugs were changed. Well, you guys just did a, a tune up last time. I said, last time the vehicle was here, all we did was an oil change and a water pump. Well, yeah, that's not the tune up. I said, no, I'm talking about spark plugs, decarbon service, fuel system treatment, like all these sort of things. Right. So uh, then he's telling me, oh, well, when I bought the car like a year ago, um, they told me that it needed this stuff. And so I took it up to the, the to the dealership up where I lived at the time and they and they did all this stuff. I said, well, can I see the receipt like that? You know, at least I can tell what they did because it feels like maybe you need a tune up at this point. I mean, that's the easiest of things, yeah. you know. So um, then he's trying to tell me that the spark plugs were done nine months ago. And I said. What makes you think that he's like, oh, well, I had them do all these major services. And it was like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I was like. For a couple hundred dollars, it doesn't seem like they did spark plugs on the six-cylinder engine. You know, that does, doesn't seem reasonable. So we get back to the dealership, and I'm trying to tell them, ex- explain to them, like, I believe that this is what's going on with the vehicle. And the first avenue of repair is to inspect these components. And this is what you're looking at to do this job. Oh, well, I, I, I just don't know. I said, listen, let, let me go grab my scan tool. I'll be right back. I'm gonna, I, I just want to show you something. So I go grab my scan tool. Mm-hmm. I pull up mode six data. In that what last does that mean mode in six Volkswagen data, terms? no, uh, <laughs> that's that's for every every uh, manufacturer. Oh, that okay. that's an OBD 
uh, oh, uh, function. Okay. What does it do? So like, you can what does check misfire counts. You can check temperature. You can check all types of stuff. Catalyst deficiency, oh. your, all your EVAP stuff. So that's, you know, when, so when like we talk about readiness monitors, it. this is the computer's self-check thing. And that's like its onboard diagnostic of mm -hmm. how the engine is running. And one of the most important things that I look at when a, for a concern like that is the misfires, obviously. So in that drive cycle that I had just done with the customer, there were like 51 counts on one cylinder, 38 counts on another cylinder. And I'm trying to tell them, like, it seems like you have something going on here that has nothing to do. And it wasn't like one bank or the other. It was like all, all, all the same uh, 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 counts on each cylinder. We need to inspect this first. If that's not it, then we'll dig deeper into it. But I need your authorization to at least get into this because he's trying to think that it's a recheck from something that we did with the water pump. I said, no, no. You know, you you told me during the road test that you weren't sure if they were done. And I'm telling you that for t a couple hundred dollars, probably a tune-up wasn't done on your vehicle. And the thing's got 128,000 miles. So we need to start with that. So during the road test with all the crazy and idiotic questions that he asked me, it's like, you know, I'm still very... PC and very calm during the road test, but like the inside mic was just like, you know, that, that Homer and Bart God. Simpson, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Why I just, you little? yeah, I just, I just wanted to be like done with the road test and we were stuck in traffic on uh, X freeway uh, going down the grade. And so it's just bumper to bumper. And, you know, I try to be friendly and I try to like create conversation and stuff like that, but uh, you, know, you have to be in the same car together. You not conversation the about the vehicle, about just <clears throat> general conversation. Sure. And I'm like running out of subjects because we're in bumper to bumper traffic. How about them Dodgers? <laughs> Didn't yeah. think you would ever run out of things to talk about. Well, you know, there's only so many things I could say about you, mm. although it's a very extensive list. It's flowery. We'll get you everywhere. It, it, see. Giggity. Did Goosh. you feel like that this week, Jake? I heard you had an issue. Did you feel like Bart Simpson and Homer? <laughs> Maybe a little. So we have a new. You got a test in patience this week. We have a, we have a new writer <clears throat> that has taken over Alex's spot. The my buddy that got you know service manager position. Granted, I am excited to have another writer. We'll be able to bring in more work. We're planning on getting another lube guy soon and another tech soon, hopefully. So we'll be able to take in more work, more money. We're not as busy. Me and Joe, we've got a third guy. I truly hope the kid succeeds. I do, and I think he can do good. I just haven't. It's too. To, to be fair. To be yeah. fair. To be fair. <laughs> Everyone's he, ears uh, just busted. His, you know, job application showed that he had previous writer experience, and it's like I understand it is a a different, you know, um, oh my God, I just had a brain fart. It's a different program that we use. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is a different program that we use, but compared to some of the ones that I've seen, no other ones that are used, PBS is a pretty easy system. And he's struggling on remembering everything to do and how to print tickets properly and how to close the tickets properly. And we use a separate program to send quotes to the customers where they can look at the recommendations, the cost, they can approve, decline them, send them back. And then we send those back to the techs and parts and blah, blah, blah. And he's struggling holding on to all of this. And he makes notes, but even with the notes, he's still kind of struggling. So 
I'm not one to judge. He is new, just with the previous experience. It just kind of confuses me. So I've been training the guy. I'm doing everything I can to help him. I, you know, it, I, I got to say, that's what I appreciate. <laughs> I have absolutely no reason to judge the kid, give up on him, or make any decisions or assumptions this early on. And like I said, I want him to succeed. There is no reason why I'd want anybody to fail in anything. Everybody has. Right. Especially have... if they're part of the team. Exactly. So I'm, I am hoping, but I've got a weird feeling in my gut. It's like, it's not for everybody. It just isn't. And he's very energetic and he's a little spacey and he's like real. He's got a great personality though. <laughs> Jesus. I don't, I'm, I'm not even meaning that in like a. It came out that way. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he really does. He's very he's nice. That's okay. That's okay. That's he's, perfect. He's, he's very, uh, personality. he's very, uh, you know, like ping, 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 ping off the walls type Squirrel. of thing. Squirrel. And with this, there is a lot that you got to focus on. It's like. When it's real busy and you've got four or five open tickets and each one needs the quotes and you need to watch the videos that are being sent and all that stuff, the minute you squirrel, I mean, that can screw you completely. And then you, you know, you just tumble. You try and climb back up the hill the whole day and then you just get hit in the face with a rock and you're back a couple more steps. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still, we'll continue to help them and keep going. We'll see. Um, Alex, the service manager, my buddy. He's, you know, opened up our appointment availability by 32%. For one writer? Right. And it's... Oh, because he only had like two or something like that, right? <laughs> even so, it's like it's not even the fact that we we won't be able to handle this at one point. But we're starting with this where I've got to watch out for my tickets and I got to make sure that he's doing okay it's a lot. It yeah. is a lot, a lot. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I talked to him today and I'm like, we might want to dial back a bit, maybe just for a month until he at least gets his footing. Or at least, you know, <clears throat> start with a week, a week, a week, touch, touch back, you know, into no it. Falling asleep, Eric. <laughs> they, they, they think that because now there's, you know, two people doing one job, you're going to be, you know, at least 150% efficient at doing that thing. And, and and it also, doesn't work because Alex, now you're slowing down both parts of the side. And Alex, I know you're going to hear this episode and uh, no judgment. I know he wants to make money because he makes money off the whole shop. The owner, you know, looks at that like, oh, he's doing really well. But at the same time, dude, you're fucking killing me. But <laughs> I love you. Let me ask you a question. But I love Have you, buddy. Have you ever trained anyone before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that was my question. Um, <laughs> wait, I could teach you. Wait, a few not things. wait, not hey, running Allie, a train. Allie, bring, train bring, somebody. Bring, <laughs> bring, bring, Allie, there's a phone bring. call for you. I had a phone call today or last week. You last did, week. yes. Allie made a phone call to me. I bring, did. Bring, hello. It was. I happened to be on lunch, and uh, we piled into my rental, and I had the boys with me, and we were on our way to Carl's Jr. Oh, I had Carl's my, Jr. My phone. Oh, that new. Burger. Oh, with all the meat. Oh, with the, yes, with the, the prime, prime rib. rib. Is it yes. good? Oh, it's fucking delicious. Do not come. Explain it to me. Do. Oh, my God. I'm on a diet. It has, Tell it to me in oh detail. Oh, my God. It's got the prime rib with the sauce on it. Uh, and it's got onion rings. Mm. It has deep fried onion rings. Slower. 
and the meat. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my Sorry, what? God. <laughs> Wait, it what? It just drips and runs down. It's delicious. Well, what, what is it? If it doesn't get on well, your. If it doesn't get, get all over the place, place, it doesn't belong in your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Does that so, go the same for. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course it does. Okay. Um, I said. <laughs> I, no, what the fuck I, does no, that I mean? It, it, it's made my mouth water. Continue. Hashtag. Uh, so anyways, I had my phone plugged into the car because we were listening to music. <laughs> Excuse me. And I got a phone call coming in from the bodacious Ali Paul. That's, bodacious. that's his name for me. <laughs> that's his name for me. And I answer the phone call. And as soon as I hit answer, I say, hi, you're in a car full of straight guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> it comes up on the speakers, you know. And she goes, oh. Um, Pause for a second. <laughs> titties. Titties. <laughs> and all the guys in the unison. Hey. Hey, you yeah. told that wrong. Because uh -oh. I said boobies. I was pretty sure you said titties. <laughs> I said okay. boobies. Either way, the guys got all excited and shouted. It was pretty funny. She was calling to offer us do Dodger tickets. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's what you were calling. Yeah. Gotcha. Whoever, but it was funny. Whoever got those tickets, somebody that Ivanka she, knew. She, someone last minute, she clutched oh, cool. those tickets last minute and everybody, like all like 20 seats that she bought got filled. So that nice. was good. What do you call, what's the female version of teabagging? <laughs> mm, uh, muffling. Clamshelling. <laughs> Mikey's close. Clam it's a clam slam. Clam Slam! Clam Slam! This Saturday, Clam Slam 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I didn't realize that there was a women's wrestling event happening. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't even smile at that. What's wrong I, with I, you? I, I was smiling. I'm just trying to. There was so much stuff. Slit Slam 2019. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 there was, there was so much sweet gash. <laughs> Before we use the rest of our list. Well, at least you're pretty. I am. Thank you. Someone is. Mm. Well, at least you're pretty, Eric. Whose oh. writing is that? Pretty technical. So, um, I had well, another. I, that was a segue. Oh yeah, yeah. this is a this is a Mike and Jake story. Yeah, I had another very interesting experience, and um, we had done a reprogram. That's for... a nice way of saying I didn't <laughs> fucking punch another dumbass. <laughs> no, I'm very nice usually. Um, so uh, we had another uh, customer that came back. Uh, oh. He had a um, float, float. camshaft float, float. camshaft reprogram. Uh, performed on his uh, Raptor truck. Doesn't fix the problem, assholes. Well, his his problem is that he never experienced the camshaft phaser rattle. Oh, and now all of a sudden, and it doesn't. no, he didn't. He didn't want the re reprogram done, but the service advisor had told him that it had to be done, which is kind of true. So um, you when, make us look bad, Mike. <laughs> so when uh, he's he's now telling us that ever since that was done, he's experiencing this rattle when he's driving down the road. And I said, well, first of all, here. first of all, the phaser rattle that they're talking about only happens during cold start and only happens on some vehicles. You're not really ever going to hear phaser rattle going down the road. He says, well, when I accelerate down the road and let off the gas pedal, I hear the rattle. I said. And he's telling me that I road tested with him before for this. So when I, when I, when was I'm that talking, the blue one? It was the blue one. Oh my God. The, I, I was confusing it. Blue one. I was confusing <laughs> it with a, with a different vehicle. So anyway, I, I tell him, you know what? 
let's let's not worry about any of that. Let's go for a road test and see if I can hear this noise. Like, let's just start with that. So I'm going down the road and like I'm trying to duplicate it in the manner that all of the other people with 3.5s talk about various noises do. And I'm driving it very easily. I'm gently pressing on the gas and letting off, gently pressing on the gas, letting off, you know, going by cars and walls and stuff like that, trying to hear some out. He's like, no, you got to drive the thing. I'm like, oh, okay. So I just start driving down the road. He's like, see, you hear it? I'm like, all I hear is like, like a skid plate rattle. He's like, yeah, that's it. He's like, okay, it sounds like a, like a skid plate rattle. He's like, no, 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 no. You're probably not hearing the same thing. So we go on like this, you know, nine mile road test. And I, we, as we're going back to the shop, he's like, see, that's the noise. I'm like, Sir, I'm telling you, it sounds like there's a skid plate loose or something like that. It has nothing to do with the reprogram because he's telling me like it seems like the transmission's gonna fall out of it when I'm driving on the freeway at 70 oh, miles an hour. Jesus. I've got I've got my little That's girls so in the dramatic. back. Yes, Fuck exactly. Off. I exactly. have my babies in the car. So so I'm getting a little bit aggravated at this point, and I'm trying to explain to him like this is you know the skid plates flex with the vehicle, and when you're going down the road, the air is like, and he's trying to tell me, well, you know, I'm pretty technical, so I'm like. Fuck off! So, and he tells when me about that, all, all the stuff that that he knows. And I said, and I, we always want to tell this to a customer, but I was kind of losing my patience. And this was early in the week before the the previous story. I changed I out my own flux capacitor. So I told him, I said, "Sir, I that's really interesting." And I just want to let you know that we are actually looking for skilled technicians. Like, if you want, when we go back to the dealership and we're done with all this, I'll get you a job application. We are legitimately hiring technicians right now. If you want to come work for us, we would love that. He's like, "Well, you know, I, I don't actually work on the cars. I just like understand." I said, "Okay, well." that's why you're at my dealership is because I actually work on the cars and I understand if it, I mean, legitimately, if you are interested in doing this stuff with me, I would love to show you some stuff, but otherwise please let me do my job and try and, you know, show you what's going on with the vehicle and go fuck yourself. And I said, I have an idea. We're going to go back to my <laughs> stall. I said, we're going to go back to my stall. We're going to take a look at this vehicle and I'm going to show you what's actually going on with it. Cause I, I'm almost positive that this is what's going on. He actually went back to my stall. Well, that's where my cart was. I, I, I needed my I needed my Ford tool. Mm -hmm. So I get my uh, dead blow hammer that's out. That's a funny name for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I get my dead blow hammer out and I crawl underneath this vehicle and I start just smacking on random stuff trying to see what actually is making noise. And I get to one of the skid plates and sure as shit, there's noise, but it's coming from the front of the vehicle. So I start smacking the hammer, you know, forward more. And as I'm looking at the skid plate, I see that there's a bolt missing from his aftermarket front bumper that is part of the skid plate. I said, well, first of all, this is where the noise is coming from. And there's also like not a bolt attaching this. He's like, oh, I, I know about that. I, the, the bolt fell out. You and know I about that. And I haven't put it back in yet. I said, man, I'm trying to tell you, this is what the noise is. I've been doing this for a very long time. He's like, well, I, I don't think that's what it is. I said, first of all, I can guarantee you, because as you see that I'm smacking on this component or these components that are attached to it, it is making a noise from here. And in my trained ears, it sounds like a very similar noise. I believe that we should at least start with this to eliminate this known noise from the vehicle and then reevaluate your vehicle. And he's trying to tell me this and that. And then he tells me, okay, well, I still have the stock bumper at home and I guess, you know, I could just swap over everything. I, why? Hold on. First of all, like, yeah, exactly. Why would you do that? Go if you have this the bolt, put it back in there. Well, it's kind of bent a little bit because it was, you know, uh, 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 stretched or something. I said, so go across the street Get and new go go grab a new bolt and put it back in there. It's like, no, just for peace of mind, you know, I want to put the, the, the stock bumper back on. I said, listen, this is your vehicle. And do if you're going to you do the work, okay, bye. you can do whatever you want. I'm just talking about well, it's just peace of mind. It's just peace of mind. So, yeah, anyway. Peace you know, of it, mind like, to confirm what? So it was 
to confirm that the noise that he was hearing was really from the bolt that was missing from his skid plate and not holding everything together but and not from his transmission. But why wouldn't you just replace the fucking bolt? Inst- what an idiot. Sorry, yeah. if you're listening. He looked like an idiot, Customers. Too. Yep. Customers. So, Customers. Yeah. Now for my lovely story, which is something very similar along the lines of that general mentality. <sighs> Got clam a, slam? Clam, clam <laughs> slam 2020. It's going to be wet and wild this Saturday. <laughs> wow. You can talk about flooded basements, but when Jake says it's going to be wet and wild, you're like, Well, when I hear flooded Girl. basements, I think of a flooded basement. I don't think of a wet and wild clam. <laughs> Here we go. Ham slam 2022. Watch the meat hit the... Right? Okay. Oh, yeah. no, the like deck. See, my mind went to thighs. That's fine. I don't... Never mind. Thunder, thunderclap. So, anyways, same thing. Customer comes in, older lady, one of those customers that just bursts into the service drive. Yeah, and she opens up the door and she looks at me. I'm not up for this customer, but she, my desk is right there. She decides to turn right instead of left. Joe's to the left, I'm to the right. She turns right, she looks at me. My AC is not blowing cold. It will blow cold and then it will blow warm. And I'm like, okay. And when do you notice this most happening? And she's like, well, it's been really hot out and, you know, it'll be real cold. And then, you know, it's a, it's a little bit warmer. And I ask her that. What? I know. I ask her the simple <laughs> questions. Do you have the AC on? Do you have recirculate on? Do you have it set too low? Because if you have it above anything on low, the system is not going to blow true cold. And she's like, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, yes, it does. If you have it on low, the system will only blow cold. If you bring it to 65, you are no longer blowing true AC. Either way, she goes, yes, it's on low. Yes, it's on recirculate. Yes, AC is pushed. So we're like, okay, no problem. So we tell her, look, we will look at it for you. And we tell her, look, if you have an AC. $210. Well, and we told her, it's like, we're going to charge you one hour of Diag to start. And we're being nice. Usually with AC, we'll usually do two hours. Can you... Can you tell me your 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 diagnostic Dorfy? One eighty five. Wow, that's cheap. Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you work on Fords? <laughs> <laughs> we real we real yet. We realize well, it's cheap, to. and we have customers God, ringing that, your own bell over there. We, we have customers who come in <laughs> and they bell, hour, hour bell. They come in and look at us like we're crazy when we tell them that, and we have to. We're like, guys, we're really not that pricey. We're just not. It's like we understand, and we're family owned. So we're like, if it only takes my tech a half an hour, most of the time they'll only charge you half yes. an hour. Or yeah. if yeah. it's something really simple, even though they've had it for an hour, if that you know, and you were already here for an oil change and you did a little bit of extra work, the tech will probably be like, hey, no big deal. I got some hours off of your of car. Yeah. We'll take care of it. But either way, so we tell her. And of course, you know, you get the scoff like, oh, I don't understand. And we're all like, number one, no matter what we find, this is not covered under warranty. You don't have an extended. You don't have anything along those lines. You're far out where it would come by time and mileage for anything to do with an AC concern. So we have the car and sure enough, we can't duplicate it. It's fine. We drive it when it's hot. We let it sit in the sun and then turn it right on and it's ice cold. We're using digital thermometers at each vent. It's at between 40 and 43 degrees Fahrenheit. It's as cold as this car is going to get. And Mazda, whether or not you like the car, the ACs suck. They just do. They're not very powerful. They don't get very cold. If it's super hot outside, unless you're cruising down the highway and you're getting all the forced air, it's still not that great. It's, it's just okay. 
even with my Mazda 6, it's just okay. So we call her, and of course, that is not the right answer. You guys aren't doing something right. There's definitely something wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then we get a call or a message or whatever it is, and it was either from husband or son or whoever it is, and it's all like, we get the call. It's like, well, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I got 25 years experience working on all types of cars, and there's obviously something wrong with it. And it's like, then take it back to your house, you fucking slack-jawed dickbag. It's all like, it's not covered under warranty. You fucking fix it then. And of course, you can't say that, even though you want to. It's like, I'm sorry, sir. At this time, we just can't duplicate it. We'd be more than happy to fucking step on our own dicks and keep it for another two days if that makes you feel better and then tell you at those two days that there's nothing wrong with it. But it's the same thing. It's like it, any time you say that to a service advisor, to a tech, if it's out of warranty, take it. Fix it. That, fine. If you think we're doing something wrong, perfect. And he's like, well, let me send you some measurements that I took. What? So he sends us the gauges for the pressure for okay. the system, for the AC. Yes, yeah, so he's got a manifold gauge set. Exactly. Wow, fancy. So, and he sends it to us, and it's perfect. I mean, it lines up perfect, high, low, <laughs> everything. And we email back, and we're all like, this is, I mean, dead on the money, man. This is perfect. This is if we hook it up to our system. It's this, it is the same numbers we're going to get. Well, he's got to give you, you know, ambient temperature and humidity readings to make it, you know, truly accurate, but I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I was going to say for sake of sake. Yeah. And we did. We're all like, this is where it's supposed to be. You get an average after some Right. Years. He's like, well, well, no, it's like with these pictures showing where it should be. And you know, when the car reds, it shoots all the way up to 400 and it shouldn't be doing that. I think, you know, it's a plugged, um, thermostatic expansion no, valve. Uh, expansion valve, thank you. Or a fixed orifice tube, depending upon what and, sort of system you're and we're wow. all, and we're, Sounds special. And we're trying orifice. to explain to this guy, it's like, if it's a plugged expansion valve, man, your low end's gonna pull vacuum, and it's not. <laughs> He's like, that doesn't make any sense. We're like, I can knock it. So that's our <laughs> that's our new one. And of course, we've, you know, Alex's test drove it. My dispatcher's test drove it. My tech has checked on it multiple times. And every single time, it sits at 42 degrees. Driving, sitting, hot, cold, stormy, hail, fucking hurricane doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> You've driven it through hurricanes, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to that woman scream over the phone is close enough to a hurricane. A hurricane Man, in my brain. So, yeah, it, I, you know, we all love customers like that. And Do we, though? Well, love is a very strong word. They it's, make us money. Have you ever seen Dexter? Yeah. <laughs> More along those lines. That type oh, of love. I love Dexter. <laughs> you know who else I love? Who do you love? Our sponsor. Who yes. do you love? The sponsors that we have to thank so much, Mr. Travis Ferris from Pinterest, providing us with Justice Brothers products. Nick Lowridge for those sweet, sweet Maco tools. Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop. Bruce. Dale Follett from Twisted Builds LLC. Bruce. Norman Glazier, Stevacore Metalworks. <laughs> Bruce Vane for the sweet tunes. We appreciate all of you. We'll be right back. Mike, what are you eating? That looks amazing. Oh, this? It's just a delicious El Snor burrito from El Ranchito Taco Shop. Is that nacho cheese sauce and hot Cheetos? Nacho cheese, hot Cheetos, and their mouth-watering carne asada. And I'm dipping it in their creamy guac. Creamy guac. Oh. Yum. Giggity. I guess this is a great time to remind everyone that if they're ever in the Inland Empire area, visit Ray at El Ranchito Taco Shop. 
Yeah, totally. Check them out on facebook.com forward slash Ranchito Elsinore. Or on their Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. Now I want me some Elsinore burrito and some of that creamy guac. Giggity. <laughs> I can always give you some of my creamy guac, Jake. Just ask. El Ranchito Taco Shop, Lake Elsinore. More than just great Mexican food. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> um, thank you to all our sponsors once again. And it is time for the second part of this podcast, which means <coughs> show me what you got. Oh, mm-hmm. yours went all over the place. It did. Okay. Oh, so it here's in your my face. Um, mango chainsaw, death water, liquid death. Yeah, let's see. Oh, not bad. What is the, that? Mango flavored it's water. It's just like slightly flavored water, so it's a little bit sweet. Oh, it's a big can of LaCroix. But it's not fizzy. It's LaCroix. It's Whatever. LaCroix. It has agave syrup. So, do you guys remember? Where's the alcohol? No, there's no alcohol in that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fucking we're, vaginas. We're I'm on a, I'm point on a system. diet and I haven't, I've had like literally beef jerky and a protein shake today. And so I didn't want to drink too Is much. Is that what you call it now, Jake? Delicious. <laughs> beef jerky, protein shake. Oh my <laughs> God. Real bad. Wow. That was hot. <laughs> that like. Uh, yes. That like. Uh, Evened up there you know and Mike? harmonic. That's what I appreciate about you. Thank you. I'm not gonna play another soundbite. Don't worry. Hashtag Salabelle. You know what else I appreciate about you? What's that? Is your amazing stories. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember. A little while ago, we did a customer call in with um, dealer drama stories. So we were asking you guys to tell us about the mad drama. To spill the tea, if you will. <laughs> Which Jake hates. So <laughs> We're mad. spilling the tea. I hate that fucking saying. And so um, someone wrote in and told us the story of someone getting arrested at their dealership. And... We're going to pull back the curtain for you. This and is Mike's, my life now. The foreskin. You're going to sit down oh, in front God. of the fire with your bourbon, and Mike is going to tell you a story. I wish we had a glass with ice right now. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. It was a crisp February morning. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> no. Okay. How about <clears throat> Michael sat naked in front of the fireplace? Um, my interest has <laughs> been peaked. It's not the only thing peaked. <laughs> so I am a creature of habit, which I have said no, many times before. Oh, no. And I'm walking back from my favorite sandwich place. <laughs> Complaining about it. With one of my coworkers, which I had done Rude. quite literally every single workday for at least the past four years. Probably longer than that, but I don't recall or I don't care to, you know, think about it that much. How much money you've provided to X sandwich shop? I put both their kids through college. I'm almost positive. <laughs> so, um, coming back from the sandwich shop, sandwich in hand, we're walking, you know, laughing, blah, blah. And I see a, um, blacked out, uh, police. Tahoe. Oh, you're going to talk about this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you, bud. 
So I see a blacked out police Tahoe coming down the road. And, you know, I, I noticed it was a police Tahoe because it had the California exempt plates on it and had the lights on it. You can tell. But as soon as they got closer, there were the driver and the passenger had their uh, uh, um, plate carriers and ARs <coughs> in the vehicle. And so I kind of pointed and I said, hey, look at that. Somebody's about to get fucked. <laughs> so... Little did he know. She's trying to tell me like what they're just driving around. I'm like they don't drive around with their with their ARs out. Like they don't they don't do that. That's not something that they do. Like they're they're not on training. They're looking for somebody. Just just watch. So sure enough, you know we keep walking back towards the dealership, and um, I go uh, up the uh, um, uh, go down the road towards my uh, vehicle because that's where I go to go. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. That's where I go to eat lunch. And um, sure as shit, here comes that police vehicle back behind <laughs> us. And I don't you know, really think anything of it. I just, there's maybe going back down the road. So I keep walking towards my vehicle, and she walks up towards the dealership across the road. And I go to approach my vehicle, and all of a sudden I hear, freeze, hands up in the air. I'm like, the fuck? And I'm like, looking around. Looking around, like, because like, I don't see anything. Like, I'm, you know, my truck is blocking half of my view. Like, step out, you know, step out to the street, you know, hands up in the air. So, like, I just, like, walk over the curb and be like, who, what the fuck is happening? And, you know, boom, you know, like, all of a sudden they're pointing all their weapons at me and everything like that. And so. How many people? Oh, man, I, I probably only saw, like, five or six, but oh I think God. there were more than that. Um, at, just at that point. And so they, they're telling me to get out towards the street. And so I'm literally carrying my sandwich bag in my hand. And so I'm carrying my sandwich bag out of the street with my hands up in the air. And they're yelling at me, turn around, turn around, drop what's in your hands. And I'm like, I gently put my sandwich down. I'm <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I did not do anything wrong. So I have no idea what's going on. And then like in the back of my head, like as all this is happening, I remember like, Oh my God, I have a lot of friends in like the police and like SWAT and like all that kind of stuff. Like maybe they're out here training and they know that I work here and they saw me and they want to getting punked. Yeah. yeah they, and they wanted to mess with me. So like, I'm not worried really about anything until one of the officers comes up behind me and says, you know, do you have anything in your waistband right now? Like, you know, t t tell me what's going on. Uh, nothing, nothing. I got, I got my hands up in the air, blah, blah. And so he kicks me down on the asphalt and puts my hands behind my back and handcuffs me and like, kind of aggressively and i'm thinking okay well obviously there, there's something going on here so they bring me back up to my feet and they set me up on the curb and they start asking me all these series of questions where were you i said i was at the sandwich shop where do you you know what, what were you doing around here i said i i i work over there pointing towards the dealership it's 15 feet away i'm parked in i'm parked literally almost on the property so they're asking me all these questions about, you know, do you know anything about this, you know, marketplace over here and some altercation over there? I said, listen, I literally like there's cameras all over the dealership. I literally left the dealership maybe half an hour ago now by this point to go walk down to the sandwich shop a block away. And I was on my way back when you saw me with my coworker. Like, what's what's the story? Oh, well, we had a report of a man with a revolver holding the gun to the uh, woman's head in the uh, parking lot of the market. And they match your description and they were last seen heading your direction. So now all of a sudden the story changes. I don't recognize any of these guys. They're actually trying to charge me with something. <sighs> okay. So cool, calm, and collected as I can be. I explain to them again the situation and I try to tell them, listen, there's security camera footage at my dealership that shows that I was 
not only le- when I left the dealership when I said, but I was in the dealership when I said I was. Right. I said, also, if you go down to the sandwich shop, I'm pretty sure I've seen cameras in there. <coughs> they probably have cameras there. Also, if you check the dealership that I walked past, they probably also have cameras. There, there's nothing that I could have done. Like, I've been at work all day. Like, I'm not that person that you're looking for. So more reports start coming in. More officers come over and talk to me. And I'm sitting there for hours. And people are coming out of the dealership in droves mm-hmm. staring at me because I'm sitting there in handcuffs on the curb and there's a million police vehicles and supervisors and police officers and SWAT team people and stuff like this. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll, we'll cut into a little bit of the story and it comes, uh, uh, I, I come to find out that a, um, an elderly lady whilst, Get that from her whilst driving yeah. to McDonald's, she won't give it to me. Thought that she saw a man holding a revolver to a woman's head. The man was wearing all gray and the woman was wearing all gray. And they were last seen heading down the opposite direction of travel that I was traveling. And they got into a black SUV and continued in that direction. And, th- and now after all this That's stuff bullshit. goes down, I found out that when they picked me up, it was an hour after the call had gone out. So if they were heading in the opposite direction of travel that I was walking up the same boulevard, it for sure would not have been me because I was right at that location apparently an hour after the event happened. So now they're telling me that the, the, the descriptions that they were both all wearing gray and, uh, and, and uh, the woman was wearing a gray poncho or whatever. I'm like, First of all, my coworker was wearing, you know, black pants and a black sweater and a bright yellow yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, what happens to her at this point? Is she being? She, she was. Uh, she she walked in the dealership because she didn't know what was going on. No, but they didn't saw... question her at oh, all. No, the person they, oh. who they thought was being. No, they questioned the shit out of her. Okay. They got written statements and everything from her. Yeah, they questioned my service manager, um, some of the advisors, uh, the general manager was out there, the sales manager was out there trying to, you know, buy for me. And, you know, that's later in the story. But yeah, so so they're they're telling me all these things that, you know, oh, well, you know, the suspect was, you know, seen wearing, you know, gray clothing. I am in dark blue pants and a black sweatshirt with a black hat on. What are you talking about? And my coworker is wearing a yellow shirt. None of us are in gray and you think that you would know the difference between black and yellow. Well, you know, that's not for us to decide, you know, blah, blah. It seems like, listen, go, go look at the footage. So I'm sitting there for literally hours and they're doing all this investigation stuff while I'm still sitting there in handcuffs. Or actually, I think they had taken the handcuffs off of me at that point, but I'm still sitting there being guarded by people. And I'm trying to tell everybody, like, go back into the dealership. Everything's fine. It's just, you know, miscommunication. Don't worry. Like, I'll, I'll be back soon. And the whole time I'm really thinking, like, dude, my sandwich is getting hot just, like, sitting there <laughs> on the street. Like, I'm <laughs> really hungry right now. Yeah, I'm super hungry. And, like, I know I didn't do anything wrong, and I haven't done anything wrong. So, like, I, I really just want to eat my sandwich or at least get the water bottle out of my truck. So um, I go to go tell one of the officers, you know, while everybody's doing their investigations, I said, hey, listen, like, do you mind if I get my water bottle or my sandwich out of my truck or at least like close the door? I think I'd, you know, crack the door ajar like I I don't want the battery to die on it because, you know, I'm going to be getting out of here soon. So uh, he's like, oh, well, you know, this is your vehicle here. I said, yeah, okay. So he goes over to the Ranger and disappears for 20 minutes or so. So this is one of the SWAT guys and comes back and says, all right, so this is your chance now to let us know, you know, if there's anything that you're hiding. I said, what do you mean if I'm hiding anything? He's like, well, you know, like, uh, obviously it doesn't seem like, you know, uh, cause I guess the evidence had come back that I was 
everywhere that I said I was. So he's telling me, you know, this is your last chance to like, let us know if you're hiding anything in the truck. You know, we just want to make sure that everything's safe. You know, I'm like, there's nothing in my truck. I wasn't even in my truck. My truck is parked in front of my place of business. I haven't eaten my sandwich yet. I, I don't know what's going on here. Like, why are you guys doing this to me? So then he's telling me, he's like, well, listen, I'm not worried if it's a little bit of pot or something like that. You know, I just want to make sure there's no firearms or anything like that in there. I said, you know, do, do, do I have consent to search your vehicle? I said, no, you don't have consent to search my vehicle. You already told me that I'm not the person that you're looking for. And bef by the way, this was when they had asked the person after they had done their own investigation, they had asked the person that uh, uh, placed the phone call if they could identify me because they had everybody had taken a bunch of pictures of me. They're coming by with their cell phones to go show the, 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 the person if they can identify me. And she couldn't be bothered to come by to come identify the suspect because she was too busy having her McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> so the police officers had to go over to McDonald's and show her the photos of me, which she obviously again said wasn't me. And so then the officer comes to me after I asked him to, you know, secure my vehicle. He says, you know, is there anything, you know, in there that I need to know about? I said, you do not have consent to search my truck. I told him this a number of times. He said, well, listen, there's two ways that this, that this can do, uh, go down. Either we are going to tow your vehicle and wait for the search warrant, or we can sit here and wait for the search warrant, but we're getting in that truck. I said, there's nothing in my vehicle. I am innocent. I haven't gone in the vehicle. There's nothing going on. He said, well, you have the two options. I said, listen, okay, well, I have my personal firearm in there, but it's stored safely and unloaded, you know, in, in the vehicle. There, there's nothing going on with it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a different thing. Thank you for letting us know. And you know, all buddy, buddy. So, um, and the, the cops were all super nice to me. Like, again, I have nothing against law enforcement. They were doing their job and based upon the situation, well, they were doing their job, they were doing their job and based upon the situation. They kind of took actions appropriately. I have some qualms with it, obviously, but, uh, anyway, I digress. Um, so, uh, multiple minutes go by. I mean, we're talking 30, 40 minutes and like the whole time it's getting late in the day. Like I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually return back to work cause I'm supposed to be clocking out at some point. And I'm out of handcuffs at this point. I'm just sitting talking with some officers. The supervisors are there. They're all talking, chit-chatting. I feel like everything's going to go well. You know, I got the um, uh, support the blue sticker or whatever on, on the back of my truck. I'm a huge law enforcement fan, big in the shooting community, all that kind of stuff. So the supervisor comes over and says, all right, uh, go ahead and stand up, Michael. I said, okay. He's like, uh, turn around. I'm like, Why? what? He's like, go ahead and place your hands behind your back. I said, whoa, 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 whoa what's going on? He's like, place your hands behind your back. I said, can you please tell me what's going on after you place your hands behind your back? Okay. What's the problem? He's like, well, you're being arrested for um, a misdemeanor um, improperly uh, or, or loaded, uh, a misdemeanor loaded firearm and a felony loaded uh, uh, concealed firearm. So I said, well, sure. first of all, this firearm is not loaded. It is safely stored in my backpack, extremely obviously unloaded because I get in the habit of locking my slides back just to, you know, show everybody in case it, it happens. And so then he starts telling me, which the laws I already know, but unfortunately I didn't follow them at this time, is that obviously the ammunition has to be stored separately from it. Mm. And I did not do it that day. I had magazines in a separate compartment in the backpack, a separate zippered compartment, but it's in the same thing. And he's explaining it to me like, obviously, you could see how, you know, this would be such an easy thing for you to, to load this firearm. I said, yeah, but I'm not going to do that until I get to where I'm going to go shoot. Like, I, you know, it did. 
it, it registered to me that obviously it was illegal in the law, but it wasn't unsafe to me because I know me and my stuff and I'm very safe with all my stuff. So I made a huge mistake and you know, I paid for it. I you, played with you, fire and I got burned. You know that boils down to a police department made a mistake and if they weren't able to pin something on you, you would have been able to sue them to the ground. So so that's exactly what, what ended up happening and uh, I ended up hiring a lawyer and um, we'll get to the conclusion of this in a little bit, but... Um, uh, essentially, you know, like I said, again, I, I played with fire, I got burned, I got arrested at the dealership, defamation of the dealership, I got, you know, teased and made fun of. And I mean, it still happens, you know, like I walked through the dealership with the same backpack and, oh, you, you got a gun in there today? Like, no, like, no, a I don't have a customer wrote a letter to our podcast about it. Yes. Or not a customer, uh, a uh, listener, a listener, sorry, not a um, customer. That would be bad. Yeah. And so, uh, basically what it ended up boiling down to is I got arrested. Um, I spent, uh, almost a day in jail. Um, they gave me this whole runaround about how the phones weren't working and they were trying to take me up to gen pop. And like, I was like, listen, I have money. I just like, I need my wallet. I need my stuff. I, I need to call somebody. Well, you know, the phones aren't working. I said, great. I'll stay here until the phones work. Um, also we had a very interesting experience cause it was all during the COVID time. So <coughs> they were, you know, and everybody was all paranoid about the COVID stuff. Cause not everybody had gotten vaccinated and stuff And there, you know, the war or not warden, but like, you know, the, the jail people come by and like tell people to like put on their masks and it's just like a bunch of drunk people and stuff <coughs> like that I'm around with and they don't give a shit. So yeah. it's like, I was a little paranoid at the time of just getting sick. Um, and a few other violent things that happened in there while I was in there. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. They ended up, um, dropping the felony. Um, right away because they realized that they didn't have anything on me. Yep. I literally have nothing on my record. I am like the exemplary uh, uh, citizen uh, in my town. Uh, I would like to think at least, <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, I do community service. I help out. I do, you know, other stuff. So, you know, I, I just couldn't understand. Like, you know, if you guys only knew me, you, you know, you wouldn't be treating me like this, but obviously they don't, they have to go by with what they see. And I had made a mistake. I had done something illegal, but it wasn't, it, they, they only found out through, yeah, through, it, through a, a wrongful search. And that's what the lawyer went off of and all that stuff. They had already proven me innocent. And the only reason why I had given them consent, cause I already, I believe that they had gotten into my truck because I did leave the door cracked. And when I asked the officer to secure my vehicle, I think he just went in there and looked cause I, he thought I was going to be like this, the, the person. That's neither here nor there. I did give him consent to search my truck because I just, you know, I you want to comply. You genuinely didn't think that I, anything I, would happen and, and I told him what I did. And the gun was safe. It wasn't like it was loaded, ready to go in some, like, crazy holster or something like that. You know, it was just stored in my vehicle. It's a pickup truck. I, I don't, I can't put it in the bed. <clears throat> I, I can't store the two things separately. It's still in the cab. I don't have a lockbox in there yet. So, anyway... The case was finally done last week. Um, I didn't end up going to court because I was really sick that week, but uh, I gave all the proper documentation and paperwork to my lawyer and he appeared for me and um, the court case is finally done and he's going to be filing Yay. a motion for me to get my property back. And I'm really glad that I can tell the oh, story. Oh, of course. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> and I made the joke to him. I was like, listen, I'm not expecting the 20 rounds back, but like at least <laughs> I'd like to get everything else. And um, in all honesty, it might take my couple of years to see that handgun again. Well, uh, what he was telling me with um, all the uh, horrible gun tragedies that are going on in the country, I'll be lucky if I see it back ever. But I have it in writing that the DA had said that the, she wasn't going to destroy my property and I could get it back at the conclusion of the trial, barring that I had completed all the tasks, you know, the firearm training and stuff that she wanted me to do. Mm. So um, we'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, and they valued it at $1,000, which is great because that's a $200 increase <laughs> over the years. So maybe I can, uh, you know, have a counter suit against the county or whatever. But anyway, I mean, that's, that's my story. I had kept it a real big secret for a long time, but it's finally concluded. And um, I kind of so wanted, wanted to get it off my chest. And I think it's a great story. We did have that listener mail. We had asked about the craziest dealership stories. And listen, <laughs> if, if you don't see your shop foreman getting kicked down the street with a, by a bunch of cops with ARs pointed at them on a daily basis, then tell me your crazy story again. Because yeah. <laughs> to me, that was kind of the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that was, I was so worried for you. That was such a crazy ass people, situation. People still talk about it there. I mean, it, like it's, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, it, of it's course jokingly, they do. you know, but still, and I mean, I understand, you know, they're, they're all poking fun, but you know, still it's uh, it, it's, it's very surreal to me. It was a, a very surreal experience. You won the shit lottery is what happened to you. My parents call me Mr. Teflon because nothing sticks to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's not a joke. I'm, it's very bad. But yeah, I've been very lucky with things like that. I mean, legitimately, I didn't do anything wrong other than transporting a firearm improperly. But go around the, the, the auto mall and search everybody's car and tell me how many firearms you find stored improperly. Tell me. I'm not the only person there that carries I know that for a fact. Yeah. You're just the only so, one that got caught. Yeah, I'm the only yep. one that got caught because they searched my vehicle even after they found out that it wasn't me. So anyway, that's my gripe. I'm done. I'm free. I'm a, officially a free man now, and I, I am so thankful. And yeah, hashtag Celebel for being free. And for sharing. Thank you for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it was that very was so therapeutic. Gnarly. Yeah, I, I it's it it was very traumatizing uh, for a long time. Still, still will be. But yeah. Speaking of therapy, I think there's some people at our dealership, Jake, that could seriously use some therapy because there was a shitload of fuckery that took place today. I love fuckery. It was just a crazy fucking ass day. I mean, I don't know if like Mercury's and retro ga- retrograde Gatorade, Gatorade. Mercury's and Gatorade. <laughs> or it's not a full moon. I legitimately checked my calendar. But um, there were some employees that got into it. Like a scuffle. Yeah. I I'm not I heard that <laughs> You mean shenanigans? Shenanigans? <laughs> That people did, that those two people did come to blows, but then also heard that they didn't because, you know, word travels fast in a small dealership type of thing. Yeah. And they were screaming at each other in the dealership and there were customers around. And like, there's the worst part. There's the showroom (laughs) and then there's like the parts department on like the ass ass end of the building. And the people in the parts department heard everything. They knew who were who was involved. And it made a couple people who have been through some abusive situations, abusive relationships and stuff like that. It really like not to use an inflammatory word, but it triggered them and it really fucked them up. And they were not OK and did not feel safe <clears throat> in the situation. And there was two more incidents of this today. Like I was on the phone with a service writer and I could hear everybody in the service department screaming and cussing in front of each other. And then in the middle of it, the person that I'm talking to says, Oh, Oh, hi. Hello. Um, yeah, just go see the cashier to pick up your car. And they're still cussing 
Like this. Oh my God. I was so pissed when I heard, because I was on the phone, so I actually heard this all take place. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Wait, Mikey's dog Mike, is having a good time. get it, because you know what happened last time when she ate the cord and there were three pieces of the she, she's, cord. She's calm now. It's I, funny. I'm not sure. Did she end up chewing both ends of that? <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so the, I'm going to come. <laughs> Do not Oh, wait. Hold on. This will work better. That's what she said. <laughs> Chewing both ends because you, you yeah, said that. definitely. <laughs> and so one of our cashiers had also been and like had some PTSD. When men are yelling, <clears throat> people are sometimes triggered by that. And there's more than just a bunch of dudes hanging out together. There's customers. There's... Other employees, you never know what someone else has been through or what your actions are going to Mm -hmm. cause on other people who are completely unrelated to the situation. Mm -hmm. And this was all extremely inappropriate and everyone was talked to and I think it's okay. But like, it was just so many instances. There are three instances of this today. I walked downstairs, sales office is closed, and everyone's screaming at each other in there, too. Yep. So everyone needs to take a deep breath. Everyone is going through so much shit right now. There's, like, gas costs a shit ton. Everybody's trying. There's there's no cars to be sold. Yep. We are having a huge issue with that. So the salespeople are just at each other. And everyone just needs to take a step back. Like, this is so small in the whole picture. It's like such a small piece of the picture. It's not worth it. It's not worth losing your job. It's not worth what other people think of you for being an asshole because they don't know what you're going through and you're fucking going crazy. I mean... I don't, I don't even know how to react to that today. It was just like a huge fucking blow up in multi, in three completely different departments. You're, you're always afraid of, of how you react to something like that or like what you say, or like if you, if you, if you say something, what happens? Or if you don't say something, then what happens? I mean, well, there's always, it's always best to walk away if you're in a situation that you feel is escalating. Like you can say it later and if you wait and say it later, you're going to be in a better headspace and you're going to be able to succinctly say what you need. Why can't you deescalate the situation? Me personally? Well, anybody. I mean, I, some people aren't deescalatable. Well, the deescalation was the sales manager getting in between the 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 big issue. These two people. It was a used car manager from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Getting in between and saying, you know, you guys, you have to go home. Knock it the fuck off. Knock it off. And and that's all it was. And the from what I understand. One went home, one stayed. Correct. And the person who uh, instigated allegedly right. from my very third hand hearsay of the whole situation was the person who stayed. <laughs> wow. wow. Yep. Justice is served. Not yeah, yeah. that's best horrible. Sir, but you know what? If you have something to say to someone and you feel like you're really going to get into it, don't do it in front of everybody else. Go in behind the buildings. Go outside. Go you Off know dealership property, preferably away from cameras, or just walk a fucking way. If you're having an issue with someone, HR is there for a reason. Oh, that I'm. What? Nope. Sorry, I'm going to Go hold ahead. my tongue. No. Nope. What shop foreman? 
HR <laughs> is exactly where you should go when you have a problem with somebody. That is, you are precisely right. It's not a time or a place. I don't care if we work in the automotive industry and we're all like, it's no, it's not okay. All of my experiences with um, HR have been positive in the past. So that's good. (laughs) Is that sarcastic or serious? No, not at all. Oh, no, not sarcastic at all. Not at all. No sarcasm here. None to be found. That was a joke, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Oh my god! I don't, I don't know. know what you I would do without you look over to your explain. Face? Do you want to tie my shoes later hold too? On. Hold on, the phone's for you. You want to open up your headphones? Is it big? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, moving on from fuckery and this fuckery that's happening. Uh, Mike's got a new position. Let's do Mike's new position, which is reverse cowgirl. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're talking about me. Well, is it the rusty trombone? He doesn't have oh, a new God. position yet, but no, I am talking about you. Um, <laughs> so. Funny story. Oh my goodness, I love this already. <laughs> um, we had a, a shop meeting, an impromptu shop meeting a few weeks ago. <laughs> and it was... Uh, was Mike present? Or Mike was, was present. Was out? Okay. And the shop was being notified about a new position that was opening up. And um, my, I'll keep it short and sweet. Mike had voiced that uh, he was interested in that position. Oh. I believe the exact phrase was, well, I'll throw my hat in that ring. Right. You have a ton of them. I do. And, spares. and what, the, what was the position? Uh, I won't say for now. But uh, uh, yeah. Mike goes, or uh, the boss goes, well, you better bring your balls for that one. And... Um, you know, there were a couple of Snickers, and I said, everyone heard but you. I don't know how I, you I did hear. not hear this, he and was, I kept so asking is, Eric, and he's like, save it for the podcast. I'll tell you later. This is a podcast exclusive. I Mickey can't wait to hear what so, the joke was. <laughs> as soon as she said, well, you better bring your balls, I'm like, oh, he has to go home and get those from his dog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, fucking, the whole shop was there. They all lost their shit. He's like, what? Hey, what, what happened? What? I didn't hear it. I, I, I told him, save it for the podcast. I'll tell you later. So, um, we obviously couldn't tell it last week, and the week before that, I right. we had missed it. So I wanted to bring it up today. Yeah, but that's what was said. Well, that, that was very good, and uh, yeah, she I love is, you. She is as close to me as my balls. So. <laughs> well, not right now. But, oh, okay. Uh, I was like not. peeking. <laughs> wow, those are over there. <laughs> that is wow, that's impressive, Mike. Well, the older you get, you know. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as they touch water when you sit down to use the restroom, you know you're old. You, <laughs> hey, you earned those saggy balls. That reminds me of bad grandpa. I just yes. started watching that today for the first time. Sticking out of the shorts. Well, no, I didn't see that part oh, yet. When he, got Spoilers. Him, when he got him stuck in the vending machine. Oh, God. <gasps> I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Is that a jackass yeah. thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, it was freaking hilarious, but. So to to wrap this episode up Mm -hmm. is my gripe on TSBs that fix, and you can see in the YouTube that I just used air quotes, an (laughs) issue. So we, when I say we, I mean Mazda and their infinite wisdom. The royal we. Yeah, the royal Mm -hmm. we is clean, your highness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So the CX-5s during certain years have a particular issue where the lower reflectors on the rear bumpers are very weak. 
the point where they attach to the bumper is molded. It is not screwed in, it is not tapped in. It's this flimsy little bracket that's molded to the actual in, inside of the bumper mm -hmm. and it's just held on by a little tiny tack screw. And if the wind blows hard enough, these snap and they fall inside the rear of the bumper. And customers hate it. it, it it's janky. I'm not going to lie. It's a, it is a horrible design. Yeah, yeah. They have fixed it with the newer models with the redesign. Oh. They have completely. Okay. They come across those horrible designs sometimes. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so guy comes in and, you know, usually it's it's not they just don't fall in by themselves. They do have to have some form of impact. But it's. It's way parking cylinders, right? Like but block, whatever, right? Or even the shopping cart, like barely touching the I, bumper. Somebody, you know, honestly, I, a, a buddy of mine, he was walking around and he kind of tripped and his shin hit that reflector and it broke it. You know, not a whole bunch of impact, but it still broke it. So guy came in and this one was a little bit different. There was no signs of impact, no sound signs of outside influence. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And he goes, you know, I'm super bummed. I mean, my car's less than a year old. This happens. He's like, I didn't hit anything. You can see there's nothing. So I told him, I'm like, look, we can't immediately replace this. So I took pictures <laughs> and I sent in a pre-auth and I explained to them customers super dissatisfied with their vehicle and, you know, they don't understand why it's built like this and they feel like it should be replaced and you need an all new bumper. Well, I come to find out that Mazda has decided to make a TSB on the matter hmm. where you have to use this $75 epoxy mm -hmm. that is a two mix mm -hmm. and you put a fuck ton of it or you, you know, you sand it down flat. You put a fuck ton of it on the little bracket it attaches to and you stick it to the inside of the bumper and make it fit the best that you can. And how much duct tape do you have to use? Right. And oh, you'd love our foil tape recalls. And, and, <laughs> oh, shit. And that is the repair. And my pre-auth got denied and they said, refer to the TSB. There's no need to replace the bumper. And I'm like, that's such horse shit. It's like, it's a Band-Aid. So what? When my customer asked, oh, what was the fix? Oh, they told me to use fancy glue. Is it fixed? Uh, not yet. Well, no, I'm just saying when the repair is done, is it fixed? Does For, it look? Does it work? Yeah, does it work? Does it does it function and look like it should have? He in the does first place? not want to say yes right I, now. Well, no, that's it, what it, the manufacturer well, says. Well, no, it, it does, but it just looks horrible. Is the problem from the inside? Well, no, even from the outside, it just doesn't sit right anymore in the housing. It's always a little off, or there's a gap. It, it just doesn't quite look the same. So I just, certain TSBs are great that help us. Speaking of tape, Mazda's brakes squeak. So they send us tape that we put over the brake pad to stop that squeak from happening. Oh, I heard about somebody doing that. Um, I think I saw it on, on a, a forum on Facebook about, I, I couldn't tell if somebody was trolling, but they had put wheel weights on like a caliper or something like that to control a vibration. Really? Yeah. All right. Some, uh, and a lot of people chimed in like, uh, it was like a Tesla or something like that. I, I don't know. Don't, so don't either way, that. some TSBs are fantastic. Other ones, you know, and I told the customer and he's pissed. I kind of would be too. And you know, I said the same thing. Well, according to Mazda, it's fixed. It's where it's supposed to be. And it's not going to fall in. So that's all I can Listen do. Listen here, Mr. Customer. You are more than welcome to contact the manufacturer and try and get you a, a, a bumper. You have more power than we do. Yep. 
uh, you know, as far as at the dealership level. So please exercise your power and your rights as the vehicle owner to try and do something better for yourself. Yep. You know, but this is what we can do for you right now. We are following the manufacturer's repair directions. 1-800-222-5500. Isn't that just a generic number? Can't you look that up anywhere? You can literally look that up. Everybody knows. You can type in Mazda customer service in big old red letters. There's only one other edit that's going to happen in this episode, and you guys aren't going to know where. Okay. But the listeners will. Okay. Oh, I think I know what it is. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so we're getting... This one, right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, you can't hear Allie because her mic is away because she's petting a dog. Oh, here, I can move it. Koa's kind of in the way. (laughs) She just (laughs) licked the microphone. Is that better? Is that better? So that doesn't matter. We're leaving it. That's our episode, guys. I want to say, like, metal works and stuff. Of course we are. I'm going to miss you guys. We'll miss you too, buddy. Oh, Eric. To it's our too listeners. long. It's almost a month. I Koa, stop eating my hand. What do you mean? It's almost a month. It's two weeks. It's You'll, three weeks. They'll hear me in no, three it, weeks. It's two. Oh yeah, three weeks. But he's only gone for two. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be talking again in three weeks. Yep. Thank you to our sponsors, Bruce Vane, Love the Music Man, Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing for all the awesome Justice Brothers products, Nick Lowridge from Matco Tools. Yep. Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop and El. Whoa. El Ranchito. El Ranchito Taco Shop. In Lake Elsinore. I almost said Havasu. California. California. Califas. Califas. And his creamy guac. Have we missed anybody? You can follow Norm. Oh, yeah, of course. Mr. Norm. She wanted to do that. Oh, yes. Norman Glacier. Norman Glacier. Stovacore Metalworks. Stovacore underscore Metalworks. On Instagram. Yeah. Or Max Norm. At hotmail.com. And that's max with two X's. That is. So also check out our website, customerstatespodcast.com. We got merch. We got the episodes. We got about us. We got pictures. That also happens to be our PayPal. Uh, it is. No, our email is our PayPal, and our mm. email is customstatespodcast at gmail.com. We're just why, why don't you tell them uh, our PayPal? Our PayPal is customerstatespodcast at gmail.com. Hey, guys, we haven't gotten a kickback from a listener in a long time. We'd love one. (laughs) And with that, we selfishly say... Love you. Love you. Bye, lovers. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. I get the final love you, I'm leaving. Go. Love you. Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States Podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.